Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord again. Thank God for another day, a beautiful, blessed day that he has made. Let us all be thankful. Let us rejoice. Let us all be glad in it. Somebody ought to magnify the name of the Lord this morning. Somebody ought to tell him thank you. Somebody ought to give him glory. Somebody ought to give him praise. If you're alive and well, you're hearing my voice right now. That's a reason to be thankful. That's a reason to be grateful. That's a reason to lift up his holy hand. Why don't you lift your hands up more than you hold your hands out than giving God the glory and giving him the praise for all the days of your life that he's given you a chance and opportunity right now to hear a word from him, to hear voice, to hear his voice, to hear a message that will give you instruction, direction, encouragement, inspiration in every facet of life. We thank God this morning for another another edition of our Focus to Change on our radio broadcast here and also on podcasts. We give him glory, we give him praise, we give him honor, we magnify his holy name. Somebody ought to tell him thank you. Good morning again and praise the Lord, everybody. We thank the Lord for being in this place. We thank the Lord for being here, being able to come into your hearing. Wherever you may be listening to us here, uh, here on 95.1, here in uh, Winona, Mississippi, we thank God for this chance and opportunity. Thank God for the doors open that allow us to be able to go in, go out, go places, and be able to share the word of God. Amen. We just give him glory. We give him praise. We give him thanksgiving. We honor him on today. And we pray that you would honor the Lord as well. It's not just another ordinary day. It's a day to give God the praise, give him glory, and magnify his holy name. And we want to make ready for our devotion here and make ready to pray for those that need prayer for our country, for our cities, for our towns, for people that may have lost loved ones. People need help, people need guidance, people need direction, people need understanding, and people need comforting. And you can only find that in the name of Jesus. So without any interruptions or any further ado, let's go to the throne of grace with your heads bowed if you're able, or your eyes closed if you're able. Just focusing on what you desire, you ask of him on this day. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for this time, for this moment, this chance, this opportunity that you give us right now. We thank you, Lord, for awakening us, giving us a chance and opportunity to lift up your holy name. Father, give us a mind to seek ye first the kingdom of God and your righteousness that we might be able to be obedient to your word and keep your commands. Father, we need love. We need the true love, that agape love. The love to love ye one another like we love ourselves. To be able to have forgiving hearts. To be able to forgive each other for whatever the issue, for whatever the hurt, whatever the pain, whatever the disruption in our lives may be. Father, we need you in these last and evil days right now. You've already spoken and given in your word and said in your word that these things that we're seeing right now, the signs of times, is the difficult times and the end and days of time, that it's growing close to your arrival, to your coming back, to find the people, the ones that have kept your word, kept your commands, 
Father, help us today. Father, guide us by your spirit. Guide me, Father, myself. Father, as I humble myself before you to be used by you, that you would speak through me, that you allow your Holy Spirit to take over, take control. Not me, but you. That they may hear your voice, not my voice, but through my voice, they hear your voice. Father, that you would answer their prayers, the thing that they've been praying for and asking you for. And Father, let them seek your faith through repentance and forgiveness of sin, most of all, first, before they seek and search out all the other things that they desire. Touch right now, Jesus. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for your death, Jesus. Thank you for your blood sacrifice. Thank you that you've given us a chance through that without the blood sacrifice, your shedding of your blood, there would be no remitting of sins. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you that there is a way that we don't have to live continuously in sin, practicing sinning or die from the slavery of sin. We have a choice to choose ye, whether you choose today to serve you or to serve the world of the lustfulness of our flesh. Father, we pray that we would choose you, that we'd act dear to your word, to your guidance and to your direction and instructions and to the words that you, when you send your messengers, your men of God that are truly touched by you and by your word and your Holy Spirit. And they would speak in a way, Father, that, they, that Eve, every one of us would hear your voice and everyone that's listening to my voice would hear your voice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. Thank you for everything. Thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for everything you're doing, and thank you for everything that you're going to do. We praise you right now. We lift you up. Father, go in all of the world, the uttermost parts of the world. Let this message travel in every territory, in every way. Father, that touch every hearer, Father, every listener. Father, in a way like never before. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you. And Father, help us to always speak and minister and preach your truth. You're infallible, you're incorruptible, you're indestructible. The only one and holy word of God. That your word is alive. It's your living world, word. And we thank you for it, Father. Because we know that in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. And the same today as it was then. Father, we thank you, we praise you. We lift up your holy name. Touch the one, Father, that may be stricken or subdued by addiction, hurt, pain, brutality, rage, and vengeance in their hearts. Father, give them a word to hear today. Give them a word that will allow them to humble unto you, seek you, that they would turn from their wicked way to seek your face, Father, and that you and that will pray and they will repent and you would, you would, you would forgive them. You would pardon them of their sins. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you right now. Father, there are also people that desire healing and deliverance from hurt and pain, from sickness and illness, and from disease, and even from mental illnesses and stress in every way, and heart problems and issues, and high blood pressure and diabetes and other things as well, and cancer. Father, we thank you right now. Father, show yourself by your Holy Spirit and the power of your Holy Spirit. Let them know, Father, that you're almighty God. You're capable of anything and all things that we would ask and that we would follow after your word and your will and your way, that you would answer a prayer.
We thank you. We praise you right now. We glorify you. We glorify you, Jesus. In your holy name, Jesus, we thank you. We say amen and amen. Lord, we thank you today. Lord, we thank you because we need your spirit. We need your spirit to fall fresh on us. We need your spirit to give us guidance and direction. We need your spirit to give us understanding. We need your spirit to lead us in every way and all ways that you desire for us to go through, Father. We thank you, Lord. We lift up your holy name. We lift up your holy name. We give you glory. We give you praise today. Father, we want to thank you. We just want to thank you today. We thank you for your love and kindness. We thank you for your tender mercy. We thank you for all you've done and all you're doing. We thank you how you've been a blessing to us. We thank you, Father. We pray, Father, that we would experience as though that haven't that new birth. We want to dedicate this song that's playing in the background to all of you that desire a change, that desire to experience a new birth, a born-again experience, a conversion. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we thank and we give God the praise for his dying, living and dying for us. Living and dying. That love of Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Oh, good God Almighty. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, close your eyes for a moment and lift your hands. Just meditate on the love, the lovingness of the Lord Jesus. How much love that he shared, how much love that he gave. Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Hey! Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Ooh, just let that mellow your mind, your heart, your soul, and your spirit. How good God has been to you. How good he's been right now. Don't you want to change? Hey, Lord, have mercy. Don't you want to be new? Don't you want to be born again? Don't you want to look in the mirror and say, I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want, I don't want the same old life anymore. Attitude, mind, the walk, the talk. Good God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. You died just for that. Hey, hallelujah. Yes, yes. You died just that we might have a choice and a chance to eternal life. Don't you get it? We weren't born in this world to just enjoy the pleasures of life. But we're created to glorify him. Give him the glory. Magnify his name. Hallelujah. 
those of you that been meeting us in the streets, in the stores, my wife and I, whomever we come across, thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for listening. We pray that you're listening right now. We pray that what we're playing right now, that it would mellow your heart right now, make you ready for the word of God. Hallelujah. If you just close your eyes and just think on the goodness of Jesus, Lord have mercy. Just think about how good he's been. Think about how good he was all the way to the cross. He never had a mumbling word. Lord have mercy. Good God almighty, Jesus. Lord, I just feel that Holy Spirit right now. Come on, Jesus. You feel that love in that, in that music, in that sound. How good he's been to you. Lord, have mercy. Look at yourself right now. You're alive and well. He's giving you another chance. Giving you a chance to glorify his name, to lift him up. So when you experience the new birth, the conversion, the born again, the forgiveness of sin, he always bless you. God bless you. We thank God this morning. Amen. We hope that bless you this morning. Right now, we're making ready for the word of the true and living God. Thank God for another day, a beautiful day, a blessed day that he has made. We give him praise. We give him glory. And we give him honor on today. We thank him. Good morning and praise the Lord, everybody. Amen, 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 and amen. We want to share with you in the word today. We know that we've been talking to you about the death of Jesus and all of that good stuff. Amen. And we know that he is one of a kind. Jesus is. And I say he is because he still is. I don't say that he was because he came, he lived, and he died, but he's still in because he rose again on the third day. He rose again. And he came into this life, even ministering to his disciples. He picked five, 12 men to carry the message after he would leave here, after he would rise again. And he did. He rose. And he picked these men to carry his message all over the world, even unto us, until unto this day. And now we have the privilege to hear the words of the people, of the men that walked with Jesus, that was there beside him, that were able to touch him and look him in his eyes. And they were able to experience, experience the living Jesus, the living God, the living God in the flesh, the living God in a human body who came as a blood sacrifice. A blood sacrifice that we would have a choice to eternal life. To eternal life. And all we have to do 
is make a decision. Just make a decision and make a choice. Make a choice whether we want to live with him forever in our lives. But it's up to us to choose this day who we might serve. Are we going to serve him? Are we going to praise him? Are we going to glorify him? Or are we going to serve ourselves, our flesh, the world, and the things that are in it? Are we truly going to church to believe that Jesus is the reason why we're going? Are we really going there for that reason? That's a question you ought to ask yourself. You ought to ask yourself, why am I here? Why am I going? What do I get up on Sunday mornings for? Do I go to attend church just to say that I attended service? Or do I go looking for a word that will bless me and that will convict me, that would convince me of my sins, of this flesh that I live in, and to cause me to want to change, to cause me to want to serve the Lord. There's so much ministering and it will continue to carry on until the world is no more. And even after then, there's going to be a time where there are going to be men that will rise and preach again and give the message again in the troublesome days. But today we're in difficult times as well. And we're being warned as I speak right now. But for some reason or another, the adversary, the devil, Satan, is doing a job of creating such a delusion before people's eyes that they're having a hard time believing, trusting the Lord, trusting Jesus. We only can trust him by faith. Faith is not something you see with your eyes. But faith is a thing that was given to each one of us a measure and amount, but we have to connect with God's word. The Bible lets us know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you have been trying to live a life, not attending church, not going to Bible study, Bible Wednesday night Bible study or Thursday night, Tuesday night, whenever they have those services or Sunday school or anything or even have a personal time in reading the Bible, whether you understand it or not. You will all you will understand right now that without reading God's word, without interacting in God's word, your faith will be weak. You will have no strength. So when the adversary comes with temptation, when he comes, you will fall for just about anything. The Bible lets us know that Jesus is the answer to whatever we need. We're going to begin in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 21. We want to share in your hearing today. Again, today we want to talk about the death of Jesus, but we're talking about Jesus when Jesus predicts his death three times. He predicts his own death. 
And if you're a scholar and understand the Bible, not only has he predicted his death, he's also, God has also prophesied in the Old Testament of the coming of Jesus, of the coming of himself by spirit through human flesh to live and die for mankind. That he might not be lost, that he might not be a slave to sin. But here in Matthew 16, in chapter 16 again, verse 21, and he said, Jesus predicts his death here. It says, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed on the third day, be raised to life. I'm going to pause a minute there before we finish reading that. Jesus already, already he himself sharing to the people right in front of him as to why he was or why he came here. He had a work to do. He had a commission. He had a purpose. That purpose was that mankind would have a chance and a choice to eternal life. And even then, as he spoke, he lets us know, even as we have or see and hear today, he began with the people that supposedly are supposed to believe or already trust him and living according to his word. He even lets us know that it's not the people in the world that's the one that's going to destroy or try to destroy me or reject me. He mentions here, he says, Again, let me read that part again. From the time Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem, he began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from who? The elders. The elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and be raised the third day. Already letting them know. Already letting them know what's going to happen. Beginning with the church folk. Beginning with the leaders. Beginning with the one who is in charge. The one that's supposedly supposed to be following the commands of God. The laws of the Lord. But they didn't understand. They didn't get it. Just like now that I'm trying to minister to you, you may not even be getting it. But we hope by the end of the message that you will get it. But then Peter said, took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. But here's what Jesus turned and did to Peter. But he turned and he said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. He called out the spirit that was using Peter. He said, you are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. He already lets us know that we in our human flesh and our nature and our carnal mind, if we're not spiritually endowed by the Holy Spirit, then the things that we call ourselves traveling or living after will be of the things of men and of the flesh and the desires of this world. 
I really let us know that. He lets Peter know this. Peter, you don't know what's going on. You can't see as far as I can. You don't know the future. You don't know what's going on. You don't know why I'm here. I came to live and even die for you, Peter. You're not getting it. You don't understand because you only see it from a carnal standpoint. Hallelujah. Then he began to go on in the 24th verse to let them know that in order to be with him, there is a choice. There is a commission. He said, then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. Let me pause a minute with the comma there. Anybody that's out here in this world living for themselves, selfishly, all about yourself, nothing about nothing, no one else. And that no one I'm talking about is Jesus. And Jesus was not all about himself. He was about other people. So if you're not about other people, loving other people and living according to the way Jesus have designed this thing to be done. And it's all about you. He says, you already have lost your life. You've already lost. You've already lost. He said, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever loses his life for my sake, he said, will find it. So in other words, Living the Christian or believer's life have to be committed to giving your life for Jesus, no matter what, no matter the circumstance. If you're not under that impression or guidance or direction and as to live a Christian or believer's life, then you're not living the life that Jesus proclaimed or he commanded you to do. Here in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 22. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before I go there, let me finish reading this here first. Amen. Let me slow down. Moving a little fast. So he said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, here's 26 right here. For what profit is it to a man? When he raised man, I mean women as well. If he gains the whole world and loses his own soul, what good is it? What good is it to obtain all of the substance, all of the materialism, all of the thing, all of the look, all of the vain glory of things, then die and lose your soul? You must understand that this thing with Jesus is a one-on-one -on -one personal relationship. This is not a group thing, but it becomes a group thing when we all do it personally. But when it comes to dying, it's a personal thing, one-on-one. -on -one. one can't die for the other or one can't live for the other. But all the deeds that are done in your own body and everything that you've done, everything that you said, everything that you acted out, however, whatever that has became of your life and how you lived is being recorded in the books. And in the end, in the end at judgment day, you will be judged by them if you do not repent and have those things blotted out so that Jesus would cover you with his blood and call you to be with him someday. So what profit? What, what, what profit is it? What profit is it? Because see, you can't 
You can't call yourself to live a long period of time. You don't have that power. You don't have the luxury to know what's going on in the future. So what profit it to do all the good things in the world and gain all the materialistic things, all of the fancy stuff and all that, and then die, become a millionaire, become a billionaire. That doesn't matter. It, you can't take it with you. You won't be able to take it with you. You won't know it's there. You won't even understand. Look, it's, it's over with. Gain the whole world and die and lose his own soul. And he said, or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? He can't buy it. There's not nothing in this world, nothing in this world that he has that has a right price for his soul that he can share or give to Jesus. There's nothing. There's nothing in this life. When are you going to get it? When are you going to get that? I'm speaking to those that are lost, that are in darkness, that may be following after their own desires. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angel, and then he will reward each, I told you, he reward each according to his works. According to his works. Assuredly, I say to you, there are some standing here who shall not taste death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Now, the one that truly believed and are standing and willing to give their lives for Jesus, they won't even taste death. They won't even know it even existed or even happened. That's powerful to know. So ask yourself again. Why am I going to church? Why do I go to church? Do I go to impress? Do I go for showmanism? Do I go for entertainment? Or do I go to be corrected? Do I go to be challenged? Do I go to be convicted by God's word? Do I go to look for something inside of me that needs changing? Do I go for that reason? 17 and 22 reads, again, this is the second time. Jesus again predicts his death and resurrection. Now, while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the son of man, is about to be betrayed into the hands of men and they will kill him and the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. They didn't know what to do after that. Now, now the message is starting to be driven home in their hearts and their minds to gain understanding what he's trying to tell them. You say, what... What purpose is this message? The purpose is this message from the beginning that I talk about the death of Jesus, what he done for mankind and what he's done for me, make it personal. And so if we don't really get it, why Jesus died, why he did what he did, it was a reason, it was a purpose. It's for real. It's not just to attend a building, just to say I went to church. It's not just to have programs to say that we had good service. No, it's more than that. It's greater and bigger than you can imagine. 
This is not something small that I'm speaking on. This is bigger than any political thing in the world. This is bigger than any president, any anywhere all over the world, any type of leader, any, any chief, executive, anybody that in any kind of position. This is bigger than life. Because this, this is what allows you to wear to know whether you will spend the rest of the end of your days in eternal damnation or eternal life with glory and praise with him. Again, that's what he did. He predicts his death again. He letting them know the second time, the second time. Now, I want to take you to, in Matthew, in chapter 20, and verse 17, we want to show you again the third time. Jesus, a third time, predicts his death and resurrection. Now, Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the 12 disciples aside on the road and said to them, he's the man that he picked, he chosen. He hadn't picked himself. He said, behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify. But in the third day, he will rise again. Three times he predicts his death, the third day he rose again. <laughs> look at the look at the on the third day, that third strike, the things that will change or have to change. So you have, I came to an understanding to believing this. You have three periods in your life to make it right in your life. You can start by at the time you're the age of 12, and then you graduate from high school at 17 to begin a journey in this world of learning experiences until about the age, I'm going to give you 35 or 30, to understand life, to get it, to realize what's really going on. That's one. And from 35 to about 45, I'm going to give you a 10-year span between there. Another chance to realize the experiences of mistakes, of ups and downs that you didn't understand, that you didn't know why you made those choices and decisions. To figure out where it's time to level out in life. It's time to figure out that life ain't about running around, having parties and all of that kind of stuff. But life is more than that because Jesus created us for more than just that. And now from 45 on down, until the end of days, you have a choice to decide that all of the mistakes and the screw-ups that you've done on this third trip, are you going to get it right? Whether you make it to 50 to get it right, whether you make it to 60 to get it right. But sooner or later, when you get past 60 and 70, if your mind starts to deteriorate, you begin to have forgetful thoughts, you begin to have illnesses and hurt and pain in your body start to affect you physically. See, this is why in Ecclesiastes, the Bible teaches us, remember now, remember right now, thy 
creator in the days of thy youth, meaning while you are able, while your mind is sound, and while you can make good decisions. Good decisions. And so after the third time, if you don't get it corrected, and as I read, and if you die and lose your soul for the things of this world, there will be no more opportunities. There will be no more chances. There will be no more changes. There will be no more correcting. Now, along that journey, now, along that journey, Jesus explains to us that we must watch and pray. That we must watch and pray because there are things they call snares. There are things in life out there that are traps and tricks that the adversary have out there to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And those things that we see people that are lost in, they, those are the snare that people are tripped up, trapped up by and, and, and are about to be lost if they don't make a decision. Drugs, alcoholism, uh, uh, sexual immoralities, and all of the hate, the rage, and the bitterness, and the racism, those things are traps and snares that causes you, and unforgiveness, let me put that in there. As a matter of fact, unforgiveness is at the top of the ladder. And so when you have those things inside of you, the hurt and the pain and all of the things is going on in your life, then you get to the end of days of your life and your mind has begun to deteriorate and you can't think properly and you're forgetting things and all of that. How do you think you're going to be able to make a decision to serve the Lord when things are going up and down and haywire and all around? You, you, you know, you got to make a choice of decision now. You can't wait till later because guaranteed later is not guaranteed. The Bible lets us know, Jesus said that don't put off for today and for tomorrow for you do not know what tomorrow may bring. Tomorrow will take care of its own self, but you don't know what that is in tomorrow. So now is the acceptable time of the year to choose ye this day who you shall serve. Who are you going to serve? Are you serving programs? Are you serving entertainment? Are you serving lust? Are you serving selfishness? Are you serving bitterness? Are you serving hatred? Are you serving anger? Anger, rage. Are you mad at everybody around you because you've gotten to an age where you can't do what you used to do? Your physical body doesn't operate like it used to. The Bible have already let you know that that day was coming in Ecclesiastes. It let you know that one day it was coming. Read the book. It's coming. So why are you trying to get mad? Because you wasted all your youthful years and you never gave the Lord some praise. I'm ministering to you now. Never give him any glory. Never give him any thanksgiving. And now you expect everything to flip upside down and turn around and you won't do anything to, to cause it to change or cause anything to happen. And you're just sitting there, or wherever you are, wherever you may be, holding on to the grudge, to the hate, to the bitterness, to the rage, and to the anger, to the unforgiveness, and to the pain that you suffered from somebody else. Yeah, I know pain hurts, and it reminds you of the one that put the pain on you, but the Bible lets us know we have to forgive ye one another. Forgive ye one another. Watch this here. In Matthew chapter 6, I'm going to take you to the Lord's Prayer. So I like to give you the word and give you scripture where you can follow up that it's in the Bible. Let me take you to chapter 6 in Matthew here of the Lord's Prayer, the model prayer. Hallelujah. He lets us know not to be like 
the ones that want to be seen. He said, therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask. In this manner, therefore, pray this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. I don't think most of you probably repeated this prayer. I never really just really looked at it and really listened to what the words are saying. He says, our Father in heaven, I'm reading again, hallowed be your name. Holy is your name. He says, your kingdom, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Let me pause there in the prayer. Uh, if the Lord here, Jesus, is asking that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That means sin got to get out of the way. Sin in your life got to move. The two can't live in the same space. They got to move. When Jesus come into your heart and your life, you can't continue to practice living in a way that you used to live. Now, that doesn't mean that you doesn't still have a sinful nature, that you that you have room for mistakes, but it means that you don't have to intentionally, continuously practice those sinful ways and means. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. So it says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Every day, your word, his word is our daily bread. His word. If you don't read your word and you stay on Facebook and everywhere else on social media more than you do in God's word, you're going to have a problem. You're going to have a problem. And you're letting your spirit man starve to death. No wonder you're falling for any addiction, for any temptation, for anything that's out there. No wonder. Because you're not feeding the spirit man. To give us this day our daily bread. Daily, daily bread. Then here, here's where forgiveness come in at. He said, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. See, we got to forgive those even that indebted to us as we are to them. And forgive. He said, no matter, whatever that debt is, and this debt, we're talking about not money here. We're talking about debts of hurt and pain, hate, rage, bitterness, anger, you know, whatever has been done to you. Whatever been done to you. And whatever you've done to somebody else. And he goes on to say, and do not lead us into temptation. You see, in order for you to make it when you're not followed by the subdued by the things of this world and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. But deliver us from the evil one mean he's always present. You must understand, even as I speak right now, even as you're listening to this right now, the evil one is present. He's present trying to throw everything that I'm saying to you out of your ears. He's trying to distract you in every way he can for you not to hear this message because he does not want you to be saved. He does not want you to be delivered. He does not want you to be healed. He doesn't want you to get off your addiction. 
Let me go on and finish it, and I'll finish that. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, for yours is the kingdom. You're talking about God's kingdom. For yours is the kingdom and the power. You have the power. It's your power, not mine. I don't have no power without you. And the glory forever. Amen. And the glory forever. Amen. Now here's the big deal, what I was mentioning earlier. Verse 16. He says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you of your trespasses. So if you're walking around and you've been walking around for years with this old thought in your head that I can forgive and I can't forget, that's a lie. That's, that's nothing but a lie. That's nothing but a lie. You say, well, how, do you, how can you say that? Because when you forgive someone of something, that means you give up the relinquish of the ties that they have to you by what abuse that they put on you. And when you are able to release that hold, see, pain is nothing but a hold on to you to keep reminding you every time you see that individual or something happen, remind you to hold that grudge and build a grudge and build anger and build rage and build retaliation and revenge so you can get back at them or somebody. And if you ever notice, when you try to get back at somebody with that, you want to pay somebody else with the hurt and pain that you've experienced. And so I wanted to share that with you in this message about the death of Jesus and that he predicts his death on the Thursday and the reason for this message today. If you're going to be a believer if you are going to be a believer, you're going to have to follow the instructions of the Holy Scriptures. If you're planning to be with Jesus someday or desire, you're going to have to follow the guideline that he has given us. The guideline of salvation. The plan that he left with the disciples here. And not only did the disciples did not understand this, he also let them know the very ones that are going to deny me, the very one that's going to go against me are standing right here with me. They're standing right there with him. Peter and them were standing there. Judas and them, they were there. They sit, they sit at the final and the last supper with him. And he spoke to him, you know, one of you going to betray me and all of them. The other one's going to deny me and all that. And they're right there. Right there. So we have the same thing going on today. People go to church, 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 go to church. And believe out this, I am not against going to church. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying, the purpose and the meaning for going need to be a different motive. A different motive. And the very same ones that stand in the pulpit, even in the congregation, will also be the same one when Jesus comes and deny his power. And deny his word. After all they've gone through, after all of the chauvinism, after all the entertainment, all the programs they had, then they'll turn around and will not believe in him. The disciples didn't believe him right, right away. 
They didn't believe him. That's the reason Jesus told him, I got to leave here in order for you to understand this. In order for you to get this, and I'll send back you to comfort and then you will be able to understand what I am saying. Let me take you over to uh, Matthew, I believe, 26 and 1, I believe, about the plot. See, there was a plot to kill Jesus, but Jesus had already, already prophesied of the killing of himself already. He already knew what was going on. They didn't realize that he knew this. The plot to kill Jesus in 26 and 1 9 came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings that he said to the disciples, he said, you know that after two days is the Passover and the Son of Man will be delivered up to, up to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people assembled at, a, at the palace of the high priest who was called Siaphas and plotted to take Jesus by trickery and kill him. But they said, not during the feast, lest there be any uproar among the people. Among the people. Among the people. So I'm sharing with you today, what are you ready to do now? What are you willing to do now? Are you still going to live on the principle because you've been going to church for years? And that all of the time that you've been going, you feel like that's been the thing to do. Yes, it's been the thing to do. But have you had that experience? Ask yourself, have you had that supernatural experience of that born again, that conversion? That conversion, that change of heart, that mind, filled with the Holy Spirit that will give you guidance and direction and that will give you power to understand this flesh and to walk circumspectly in his will for his purpose and his reason. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that? Are you ready to ask yourself, have I just been going? Have I just been going? Have I just been going to church? Or have I just been being entertained? Or have I been delusioned by all of the things of life that's tearing me down, that's weighing me down, that's holding me down, that's keeping me down, that's keeping me bound. The addictions, the hurt, the pain, the unforgiveness, the rage, the revenge, the bitterness. Lord have mercy, it's so much hate in the world today. There's so much rage in the world today. There's so much revenge in the world today. So much complaining in the world today. So much of everything, but everybody got everything to say, but no one is willing to follow the solution. The 
The solution is for us to repent. To repent. To ask God to change our lives. To change our hearts. To change our mind. I'm not talking about because you've been going to your regular church all these years. Look at the storm tearing down places that when God is not pleased with something and what's happening with it, it will come destroy the building that you're sitting in. So what we've got to do, we've got to look back and look in the mirror and do an evaluation of ourselves. That's pastors, preachers, bishops, all of us. All the way down. And look and see, are we doing things to please Jesus? Are we living to please him? Or are we we're more concerned about pleasing ourselves? 99.9% of the time, we're more concerned about pleasing ourselves. No one wants to give up nothing of themselves. All we want to point it out for somebody else to do. When are we going to stand on our own two feet and stand for ourselves? Because like I said earlier, when it comes to this personal relationship with Jesus one-on-one, you can't blame Sue, Joe, Bob, John, and all them. It's got to be you on your own. On your own. You got to stand in judgment for the deeds that are done in that body that you're walking around, you're carrying, that you're living in right now. And everything from the day that you were born until the age of whatever you are now, if you haven't repented of any of those things that have happened or transpired in your life, Revelation said the books will be open. The books will be open. Will be open. And he's going to judge. And I just read it in one of the Matthew there. You're going to judge every man according to his works. Every man according to his works and his deed that done in his body. Everyone. 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 Hallelujah. Everyone. Hallelujah. There's going to be a day that's coming. That's we're going to have to pay. We're going to pay if we haven't repented. If we haven't repented. Watch this here, what John said in Revelation. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it from those from whose face the earth and heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead and small and great standing before God. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works. By the thing which were written in the books. No matter what a dead was, no matter what a dead is, no matter what a dead will be. He gives an example here in 13. That she gave up the dead who were in it. And death and Hades, which is hell, delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged according to his 
works. Even death and hell got to give up. And death and Hades, then death, then death and Hades, which is here, were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Anybody. Anybody. If your name is not in the book of life. And I've told you before, if you haven't heard it, I'm saying it to you again today. You're going to have to repent. You got to repent in order for those sins to be blotted out. You got to repent in order for those sins to be covered. You got to repent in order for those sins not to be written in the book of life. So it's up to you today to choose. You have a choice. Choose ye this day whom you shall serve. Father, I thank you today for your word and for your message. Bless and touch those that are hearing right now. Their ears have heard this message. Father, that you would challenge them to look in themselves. To look within themselves and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways. The whole world, every country, every continent, every person, every individual. We pray that you, you died, you predicted your death, and you rose again. And you've given us another chance. So we thank you. We praise you. We lift you up. We glorify you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. May the peace of God be with you. Selah. You've been listening to the broadcast of Focus to Change Ministries. Please join us next Sunday for another inspiring spiritual word from the Lord. And please remember, if you make the choice, Jesus will make the change. God bless you.